more hand washing, panic buying, sneezing into our elbows, we're all having to adapt our lives under the threat of coronavirus. Each day, I'm going to be recording a short podcast that tracks how life is changing every day for people in Scotland. This is Corona Diaries by Vonnie Leclerc. It's Sunday the 15th of March. The coronavirus infection rate continues to climb. Overnight in Scotland, the confirmed cases have jumped to 153. That's an increase of 32 cases overnight. We're now up to 35 dead in the UK, but no one's testing right now. And the infection rate is likely to be much, much higher. The chief science officer said a few days ago that it's likely to be around 10,000 people, probably much more by now. The health secretary, Jean Freeman, has said that she's planning on doubling ICU beds in Scotland to cope with the rising number of cases and what will inevitably be the rising number of people experiencing the really severe symptoms of coronavirus. Uh, I think it's around about 5% of people who will need breathing assistance and ventilators in a really surreal uh, twist or development rather. We're now at the point where there are UK government ministers and the health secretary basically putting a shout out on social media for anyone who can make them some ventilators. It beggars belief that this is where we are right now, that we have elected officials basically begging for help on social media, for specialist medical equipment that we should have, that we don't have. So I have to laugh or I might cry. <laughs> as a person with asthma and who has been hospitalized with bronchitis before. Um, I have to say, I find this particularly terrifying. And the very real prospect here is that people are gonna turn up at hospital with these really acute symptoms and there will just simply not be enough ventilators to treat all of the people who need them. So the doctors are going to have to make a judgment call about who deserves the treatment more. And from a medical ethics point of view, I find that pretty terrifying. It's almost like a thought experiment that you wouldn't imagine. Our NHS doctors are really going to have to put into practice in a Western affluent country with what is a world-renowned, robust healthcare system. The coronavirus pandemic is really starting to show the cracks here now. And the NHS is an incredible thing and it's still not equipped to cope with something like this. I heard today that they're talking about putting all final year student nurses to work 
and hoping to bring other nurses out of retirement to deal with the demands of the coronavirus crisis. And of course, if the schools shut, which they inevitably will, and I think they should, that's going to put further strain on the NHS because there are going to be people who just cannot come to work because they have to stay home with their children. There is no emergency childcare provision here for us. How can there be when we're all supposed to be staying at home and social distancing in the very near future? It's hard not to feel like everyone is totally winging it right now, which I'm sure in some respects they probably are. No one has ever faced anything like this in my lifetime, certainly in this country. But I can't help but feel that so many different groups of people are going to be falling through the cracks here. The self-employed, those in the gig economy, lone parents, disabled people. It just doesn't bear thinking about the impact on able, relatively comfortable families is going to be hard enough. But for those who are marginalised in other ways, this is going to be so unbelievably tough and there doesn't really seem to be any talk of support or measures that are going to be put in place to, to help those people cope with self-isolation, with social distancing. I really feel like this aspect of the outbreak response is being neglected right now. So in Scotland, Mass gatherings over 500 are set to be banned from tomorrow. I think that's a really good thing. I've been stressing about the fact that people are continuing to congregate, are continuing to go out to pubs, to restaurants, to be in such close proximity to people, blithely carrying on as if all of this isn't happening. The very real fact of the matter is that lots of people can be carrying this but will be asymptomatic and are spreading this wherever they go and it's not about you and you catching it it's about the fact that if you're a carrier you could be potentially transmitting this to people who are immune compromised or have underlying health conditions and they won't be able to cope so we all need to start modifying our behaviour and it's just not getting through to some people yet. Today I saw videos from a stereophonics gig in Cardiff and I couldn't actually believe what I was seeing. An arena packed to the brim with people just carrying on as if we're not in the midst of the worst public health crisis the country has ever seen in memorable lifetime. It's galling to me that promoters, that artists would continue to put on events like this where they know fans will come and will congregate and will share facilities whilst this is going on. Of all the people whose livelihoods are going to be impacted, I think rich musicians can probably afford to take a hit. Smaller bands, struggling artists, I can see how cancelling a meagre source of income when you're already on the breadline could be subject to more 
deliberation. But when you are, you know, a multi-award winning and terrible, by the way, band who are, I presume, all millionaires, I think you can probably afford to cancel a gig in the name of not furthering the spread of this awful virus that is killing people and it will continue to kill people and will continue to stretch our NHS. It's crazy to me that people will put going to see a band above the health of not just themselves, but their loved ones. But I was pleased today to get an email from uh, the Chelsea Wolf promoters to say that her gig in Glasgow has been cancelled. Obviously, I'm gutted. I was really looking forward to seeing her at the end of the month, but she's doing the right thing in calling off the tour and more bands need to do this because fans wait such a long time to see the artists that they love. Of course, they're going to turn up and go and they'll probably turn up and go if they're not feeling particularly well. It's completely irresponsible to carry on as if there is nothing going on in the background here. This is not business as usual. The supermarkets still look like they've been burgled here. There's still no soap. There's still no toilet roll, still no pasta. And uh, I'm seeing lots of reports of there being no cat litter now as well. Like, God knows why people are stockpiling this. I mean, you can literally put your cat outside. Um, your cat will cope. I saw another news story today that said that now anyone who's sick is not to call the NHS 111 number unless they cannot cope at home because they're clearly being so overwhelmed by calls that they can't get through to everyone. So now there's even less visibility about how many people are potentially suffering from this illness. One, because we're not being tested we're not supposed to go to the GPs, which I fully understand. Um, we're not supposed to turn up at pharmacies. We're now not supposed to call the helpline number that we were told that we had to call if we have symptoms. So now people are just going to be invisibly suffering at home. And that's terrifying to me. That how do you even begin to keep tabs on this if you have no idea how many people are symptomatic and are self-isolating. It's just absolutely crazy. I'm sure there is some good science to back up this approach, but I would like to hear that communicated to me in a way that makes sense. And what I'm seeing online today still is that there are plenty of people who just don't take this seriously. I had someone call me hysterical uh, and told me to stop listening to the media uh, <laughs> because uh, flu was way worse, swine flu was way worse, that people eventually forgot about the Zika virus, that it will all just basically go away if we stop fussing and carry on as normal. That is terrifying. It begs the question, has the trust in the media in this country eroded such to the point that even the most serious of public health warnings, messages, directives are now being blithely ignored by Scott from 
wherever in England uh, because he thinks that uh, we're all corrupt in the mainstream media. That's a really worrying takeaway here is that we're living in this post-truth age and the most important information that could possibly be conveyed to keep people alive, to keep people healthy, to keep them from spreading this awful virus, which is already killing so many people across the world. That's just not getting through because people don't value truth or can't recognize truth anymore. And the inevitable consequence of this is that it is going to further the spread of COVID-19 because people don't believe what they're reading in the papers or they don't believe in air quotes hysterical millennials who are taking it very seriously it all just feels like an awful lot today I stayed in I scrubbed the house I deep cleaned all of my carpets and started to really worry about what the next few weeks are going to look like. I'm supposed to be starting a new job at a university. The university is now closed to students, but it's not closed to non-teaching staff. I'm really excited to start my new job, but it's the weirdest possible time to be doing that. Um, and I'm not really sure how that's going to go. If it's going to be a stop-start affair, if I'm going to have to immediately work my new job from home. There are all of these logistical concerns that I'm sure are creeping into everybody's lives uh, in increasing volume as each day goes past and the restrictions tighten. The kids are still coping admirably. I think the whole thing still feels quite abstract to them, though they have expressed their concern that they have to go to school tomorrow. I think they would rather stay home. Um, personally, I do hope that they close the schools soon because I know from experience as a mum of four that my children over their entire schooling years from nursery to high school have brought home every conceivable illness. It spreads like wildfire, anything in a school lice, norovirus, uh, slap cheek, which I'm pretty sure did not exist when I was a kid. I wasn't aware of it. Um, it's absolutely folly to think that the kids can still continue to go to school while this bug is doing the rounds, while kids are carrying it but not really experiencing symptoms and not make everything much, much worse. So ending another day with more questions than answers, feeling anxious and despondent and worried about all of the people that I've seen on my timeline or anecdotally who are now experiencing symptoms of this virus and I'm wishing them all well and sending them strength. And uh, as the Italian Prime Minister said recently we're staying apart now so we'll embrace tomorrow and I think that's a beautiful sentiment that reminds us 
but it's all our civic duty right now to stay the hell away from each other. Anyway, that's enough for today. I hope everyone is staying healthy and sane, and I'll have more tomorrow. Hey, it's Vonnie. Whether you're listening now or in the future, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to my audio diary. And this is a plea, whether now or in the future, to just wash your damn hands, please. (laughs) It's so important.